0: Here, if you're watching us on the video version down here in Carnegie, PA, talking to guys behind Replay FX and uh, and, and some awesome pinball tournaments uh, going on. Well, of course, please check everything out at AwesomeCast.net. Subscribe to this show and the Awesome Cast itself on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and of course the video versions on Facebook and YouTube as well. With me today, like I said, we got two guests here in this awesome. Um, the, the I like the, when I come into a place like this. And I felt this play this way with Replay FX. It's the happiest place in Pittsburgh, because look at all this. If you're a video game fan, pinball fan, it is like, it, it feels like it's forever. Uh, but, uh, uh, of course, Fred Cochran joining us, and Doug Polka, who are involved in various ways around here. Tell us
1: what you do here. My name's Fred, and uh, assistant festival director along with uh, Elizabeth Cromwell. Um, I do special events, uh, set up fundraising, um, move games listen to doug shout orders at me and tell me stuff to do um we we, we really don't really have titles we just kind of do everything you're the guys that hang out around here a lot <laughs> quite a bit Doug, what about you doug
2: i'm doug polka um my unofficial official titles director of competition here um i help run the Papa world championships which are hosted in this building and the replay fx uh festival which ha- hosts a pinball tournament called pinberg which is the largest tournament in the world over a hundred thousand dollars in prizes so that's pretty much what i spend most of my time on
0: i was talking to fred before you know this is the place where whenever we're talking about video game things that are going on uh, everybody would would talk to me about like hey i hear there's this pinball place down in carnegie pa where they do like the world championship or something i'm like I need to hear about this. I need to find out about this. And, and I'm so so glad that you guys let me uh, come in here and check the place out and, and sit down with me. So so tell me a little bit about, like, what is this, you know, what what is this this, this facility in, in general?
2: Go ahead, Doug, you go first. So, so this is the uh, Replay Foundation headquarters. Um, Papa and Replay FX are basically under the umbrella of a nonprofit called the Replay Foundation. And basically we promote... Uh, Video game competitions and video game culture, and we try and preserve some of it. Um, This is our—we call this our world headquarters—situated nicely in an industrial park in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Um, It's a—it's an old, actually, sausage packing plant that um, the uh, turkey nuts, some kind of meat packing plant. (laughs)
0: turkey sausage sure
2: why not everything uh and now it's it's pinball yeah it's basically been converted into a giant uh pinball and arcade warehouse um a lot of times people in the pinball world will refer to it as the disneyland of pinball because you come in we have over 510 pinball machines and i believe we're up over 300 arcades about 280 280 so almost 300 in arcades so um we host the papa world championships of this facility so it's open to the public once a year uh that's usually in early april Uh, papa 20 will be coming up if you go to our website papa.org the dates will be posted there soon with the details of that event
0: it's awesome to hear that you guys are a non-profit. And the, there there could be a nonprofit around video games of all things, right? Uh, because, I mean, it's, things, it's the thing that mom said I need to stop playing more of when I was younger, right? <laughs> but now, like, this really is a part of culture, and, and we look at technology today. I mean, this, this is a lot of the, the, the background and how we got from, you know, A to B with what's in our pockets right now with, uh, with smartphones and stuff, right? Uh, you know, how significant is it that, that you know, that, that kind of preservation of this video game culture
1: No, personally, I think it's invaluable. I think uh, when you talk about the tablets and phones and all the different devices we have to play the games, nothing will replicate walking up to one of these pinball machines behind me or any of the video games that we have in our warehouse and play them. There's nothing to replicate that. It was a huge part of my childhood. You know, I grew up in the 80s right when it first boomed. And for me, I would spend all my paper route money on video games. I'd walk three miles to go to the nearest arcade and blow all my money. Um... It was a huge part of my life, and again, it's great to reintroduce this to um, people these days that either, have either uh, forgotten about them, they even exist, um, are being reminded of them, or they're just witnessing for the first time. And the nice thing about our event is that we get to reintroduce it to kids and families. And when it's a kid that played a game of you know Pac-Man on his tablet with a touch screen, and then is actually holding a joystick and playing the actual game that w- it was created, it, to me, it's it, it's so much different and, and such an important part of this culture. Um, it's great that they're replicated digitally, but um, playing them, to me,
2: you can't be replaced. And also, besides the the past history of which we have plenty of here, um, you know, pinball machines are still being produced. Arcade machines are still being produced. Like, and obviously, console gaming is bigger than it's ever been. Um, in the history of entertainment, really. And it's just such a huge part of a lot of people's lives. It's nice to be able to not only preserve the past, but we're also working on preserving the future as well, so that in 20 or 30 years when we're no longer here, somebody else will be in this position, and they'll be able to show them the games from, you know, the 2000s.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Kind of like, hey, this is what I played when I was your age kind of stuff for the the kids, right? Um, I I know for me, uh, you know, there's a lot of games between, you know, your replay effects event and and other things I've been to, whether it be barcades or whatever, there is a lot of, oh yeah, I remember that Ninja Turtles game, I remember that Xbox game, but there's a lot of um, stuff that maybe I only experienced because like I was playing with MAME emulators around 2000, right? And it's great too, like I walked in and you were playing Robotron and you're talking about like how that was your Zen thing and I'm like, you know, I played a little bit of on, on on an emulator. And it's just, it's not the same experience because you're doing it on a keyboard or whatever you have. It's not what it was meant to be.
1: Yeah, the experience playing the two games, even on an Xbox, you can play Robotron on your Xbox with the thumb controllers. But it's a totally different game. When you play it in front of a cabinet, like I said, you get the essence of the game.
0: It's not the same when you have the Midway Gaming Collection or whatever, right? And I have them all, and they're great right, for, right.
1: for what, the, what they are. They're tremendous. It's the same as Digital Pinball, which is really big right now. They're replicating past games and games that are being created now. Right. It's, you know, it's preserving them digitally so people can enjoy them, but it's, it's so immensely different.
0: It's, um, uh, there's, 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 there's nothing like getting four people on a gauntlet machine.
2: Oh sure! Absolutely. I
0: mean, that like versus like, hey, everybody, gather around and grab a controller or do it over the internet or something like that. Like, it's still nothing like just just being shorter to shorter because we're a little bigger than we were when we were kids (laughs) trying to play that game, right? We're a lot bigger uh, in my case. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, but yeah, that that kind of thing.
1: No, when we do uh, special events like we did uh, a pinball night down at the Heinz History Center. We took down 50 games. Uh, Most of them were pinballs, but we took some video games. And we were very conscious about picking the games that we wanted to have groups of four people playing them. So we took the Gauntlet. We took the NBA Jam. We took the Simpsons. Uh, We took a lot of the games where you had to stand side by side and actually play somebody. And you could trash talk sitting right next to them as opposed to a headset or through FaceTime or whatever the case may be these days. Um, and again, it's just it's a different experience.
0: Yeah, because I know definitely like, Replay FX. I know you know I spotted the X Men machine. Big fan of that. It's on my phone again. You know, but but still, anytime you see the arcade, you gotta sit down. And it, and that was one that was lined up for a while mm-hmm. when I was there for that day at Replay FX.
1: Yeah, we we consciously put those games in areas where people could enjoy them too, because there are so many times where maybe you'll have a game and it'll be in a cramped place, and you have to really kind of sardine yourself into being able to play it. We consciously put them on the end of the, of the rows so people could spread out and play them and not have to worry about that so they could be comfortable doing it. Um, again, those are the games that most people want to play because, you know. Like it's said, a
2: unique experience that you can't right. replicate Correct. fully on a digital Right. Emulator, And it's a big
0: um, and it's a big discovery point, too, because I know we were walking through Replay and there was some Japanese game where you're a bride that's running and then throwing a pie at the spectators.
1: In, that's and, hyper-bishy-bashy. Yeah. Bishy-bashy, yeah. yeah. I got Dutters uh, addicted to that game. I, sh- I introduced her and <laughs> the two zombies to it. And I said, you're going to be here for a couple hours. Have fun. I walked back and literally an hour, hour and a half, they were still there playing it. Oh, yeah. It's an, it's an insanely just bizarre game. But it is incredibly addictive.
0: It seems. It seems like it's uh, for for anybody that's familiar with. For a comparison point, it seems like kind of a WarioWare type game, where it's a lot of mini games kind of thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, for, it's just a bunch of mini games. There's yeah. another game uh, that we have. It's uh, import called Panic Park, um, where basically two people have these controllers that you you actually bash into the other other person's controller to do various things, and it's all just a bunch of mini games. But it's incredibly fun.
0: Another one that stuck out for us when we were visiting ReplayFX this year was the, um, the uh, rail cart game where your two that people – That was it.
1: No, that, that, that's that Panic one. Park, right? No, that's Panic Park. No, that's the mine cart game. The that's a, a game. magical oh, truck oh. adventure. You know what? I forgot about that. We actually brought that back to life. I was showing you in the back yeah. how we, we changed the screen to an LCD screen. Mm-hmm. We, that wasn't there the first year we did the event. I'm sorry. I apologize.
0: It was amazing just watching the guys and I was coaching them. Is, uh, their, their teamwork. It was a team building exercise for
1: the guys. That was right in the yeah. front of the building. It was actually one of the first games that you saw, I think. Yep. Absolutely. That,
2: that game requires quite the expenditure of energy, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you haven't played it, you should see it, if you can find one and play if it. If you
0: thought Pump It Up and Dance Dance Revolution was tough, you gotta That's, try that game. Yeah, because it's a, it's a lot of movement, using your back a little bit, uh, definitely a lot going on there.
2: Yeah,
1: so. I'm, not, I'm not riding any parts anytime <laughs> soon. It's you're not, you're not
2: doing uh, no. Dance Dance Revolution either. I have, like, eight left feet. It's not <laughs> happening. Oh, I'm all about left.
0: that game. Uh, but anyways, so, so you, know, you talked a little bit about uh, Replay FX, of course. Um, it, it, your second year this year at the David Lawrence Convention Center, and it is – I loved walking in there. This was my first year attending. My friends got to, got to last year. And, and I walked in, saw the dim lights and the wacky, uh, wavy balloon men. And, and like, lasers. And Lots lasers. of lasers. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's, yeah. a, it's the biggest arcade ever like the 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 atmosphere was there tell tell me a little bit about that event and 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 kind of the conception of we're going to take all of this and move it downtown for
2: a week so that's what actually one of the um one of the driving forces towards us doing it doing it is the fact that our, our current building um in carnegie is in an industrial park it's a smaller building we have maybe like actual parking spots we own i think 30 parking spots in it's front no, of the it's building no more
1: than 30 or five yeah or something like that
2: and we were running an event every year called pinberg the one i told you about that we now run at replay and we basically got that up to 400 people and we're like we can't do this you know we can't go any bigger in this current building it's I, just not possible i
1: showed them the picture up at the front with the people lined up all the way to the back yeah
2: that was when we had 400 people right so we wanted to make it bigger and you know we thought let's let's just Let's have a huge arcade convention. Like, the other bad thing is for, like, the World Championships in Pittsburgh, we get people from all over the world. Like, we get people from Japan, from Sweden, you know, a bunch of Europeans come over. And the only parts of Pittsburgh they see are from the airport to Carnegie. And it's like... (laughs) You're kind of getting ripped off of the Pittsburgh experience if you're not able to, like, come through the Fort Pitt tunnel.
0: Carnegie's great, but you're up here in industrial Park. We love Carnegie. You know, our our friends' Slice on Broadway are down here on Main Street, so, you know. Joe's Cafe
2: is down here. There you (laughs) go. Carnegie's awesome. Carnegie's awesome. But we wanted to be able to expose more people to not only a bigger and more massive event, but let's get them into the city. Let's see if we can do something to incorporate Pittsburgh more into what we're doing so we looked into our director Mark Steinman looked into uh, the running out the DLCC and uh, the first year we had it we had uh, just one hall or two halls uh, we had, we had, one, had hall one hall the first 100, year.
1: 110,000 square feet, just 110,000 And last year we
2: expanded to two halls, and we'll see what happens for, uh, wow. for year three. But, I mean, the feedback we got from people just from moving it from here to Pittsburgh was amazing. Just because, you know, we have, like I said, all the Europeans that came in that have never seen the city. And they get that awesome view of coming through the Fort Pitt tunnels and having, you know, Pittsburgh explode in front of you, which is amazing.
0: And just the, just the, uh, the river view from the convention center is amazing, too. Just, I, I just love walking up and down there anytime in there. I'm in there for a, for some. Kind yeah, of the comp.
2: DLCC is a world class facility. Oh yeah, like you know, and, and a bunch of the people um, just have never seen it. Like there's no, there also isn't like any real major convention there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to we want to bring more people to the city. We want to you know besides promoting the arcade culture, we want to expose those people to the awesomeness of Pittsburgh as well.
1: Well, the well the one big thing that everybody had asked about was um events going on in the city while they were here and half the people probably that come to the festival go to power games because it's right across the river and then the view from the baseball park is phenomenal and um Again, you go to the casino, you go to baseball games, you go to Kennywood there 's a lot of different things that open it up, you know having it in the city So museum
0: right around the corner yeah. Too. right
1: yeah, the Warhol Museum's right near there um, there 's a number of different things uh, The eateries around the the convention center now are amazing, like you know ten twenty years ago it was they, they weren 't even there now you have all these you know microbreweries and all these specialty restaurants and things like that, so it makes sense for us, it makes sense for the city. Um, in order to do that because, again, we're bringing people into the city that can enjoy other things besides our festival um, as well. So,
0: And, and again, you guys, you guys, we talked a little bit in advance here about, uh, you know, it, it's the video games, it's the pinball, but you guys also really represented the console gaming. And now and, and something going on, it's like I don't think I'll spend much time over there. I have a lot of video games. I, you know, I got, I got a pretty good NES collection. But, it, but still it was like, oh, I never played that game on the Saturn. <laughs> oh, I never played that game over there. Oh, I've never touched Neo Geo before. Um, what was kind of the, the philosophy there going into, uh, including consoles in this?
1: Well, as far as the consoles, it's, it's obviously a, a very large part of the culture these days. A lot of people, um, you know, again, I started off with a, an Odyssey back in the 70s, and then it went to an Atari, and then it just grew from there. And I've been through every iteration of a system all the way up to the, to the current systems. But uh, the one thing we found is we have the new systems. More people were interested in playing the old systems. And we have old CRT TVs, which you saw in the back. We have 25 pallets of them or whatever. Um, we wanted the experience to be very similar to what it was when you were a kid or when, whenever, you know, we were kids. And we wanted to make it as big and friendly as possible but also have a lot of systems that you don't see every day. You don't see a Neo Geo. You don't see a Pippin. You don't see an original Pong system. Vectrex. That you, a Vectrex. Sorry. My Mark Boozler has the Vectrex. Yeah, I have to tell him. Shout out to Mark. Um, there are so many different systems that you can get anywhere. You can go rent them from Rent-A-Center if you want to. Oh, yeah. But if you want an Atari and you want to play Canyon Bomber or Maze Craze, you know, that's what people wanted to, to, to gravitate towards, and that's what we catered to. Um, Nintendo systems were incredibly popular. Uh, so even, the ne- even as nice as the next-gen gest- yeah, next systems are, it was the old-school stuff that everybody was interested in playing. And we've grown our library... Uh, probably double from what it was last year because of that reason, because the the demand was there.
2: Yeah, and besides having the um, all the arcade the consoles that were set up, we have almost an, a rental station where you can go back, and we have three thousand games to choose from. So if if you walk up to the NES and the game you want to play isn't in there, you just walk to the back and say, "Hey, do you guys have you know River City Ransom?" And they'll Ooh. be like, "Sure, here it is." Yes great
1: game oh one of my my favorite old school eight bit games yeah i I get excited just thinking about playing that game because i played a ton of it when i was a kid but yeah it's 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 nice to see again the kids if you spend any time over there you probably saw a lot of kids sitting in front of those tvs playing the old school games that they just don't have access to or are playing on a digital platform and getting that experience and they'll remember that the next time they come they'll play even more of the older games
0: also really big um I, i you guys had um uh, the Super Nintendo CD PlayStation uh, prototype that was in the all over the Internet news here and over the last year.
1: Yeah, Dan and Terry uh, Diebold, um, they um, were, were gracious enough to come to our event and, um, and bring it, and it caused a lot of excitement. And I know they, they're touring around with it, but they were real excited to be able to come to Pittsburgh. Actually, Terry is originally from Homestead, which I found out from, uh, from meeting him. So he was very excited to come back to Pittsburgh because he lives on the east side of uh, Pennsylvania now. Um, him and his son were ecstatic to be back you know, where his dad grew up and be able to bring it to the masses. And they, you know, it was in a case, but if you wanted your picture taken with it, they would take it right out and give it to you and let you hold it for pictures. And Josh Gockel, uh, the gentleman who runs the console area, was having many mild heart attacks um, during that event because, um, you know, that thing is so rare. Yeah. It's only um, one. They were offered six figures for it, and they turned it down uh, in talking with Terry and Dan. Guard there. Yeah, there was a security guard there. was a security guard there the entire time. Very intimidating security guard there. <laughs> we were actually going to prank Josh. Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't. Um, I we still had, think we should have. We, we opted on the, the side of caution, but um, we were going to make it disappear, and we had and, uh, Dan and Terry's blessing on this. We hatched it at like 1 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday night, and we were going to do it. And um, they were totally on board, but then um, –
2: Well, now you've got to reveal the plan.
1: Well, we were going to make the system uh, just disappear, and then we were going to have the case where it was actually being housed, and we had one broken in transit. We were going to replace the functional locking one with the broken one with the broken side facing out. So whenever they came back, because we were going to pull them away, our director was actually involved in this as well. Um, when he came back, the security guard was going to be sleeping. (laughs) And then (laughs) Mark and and Dan and and Terry were going to walk back and say, what happened to the system? And then Josh would have probably lost his mind um, because he was being very protective of it. But um, again, we, uh, in running the big festival that we had, we time constraints kind of took over and we weren't able to do it.
2: We didn't want Josh to jump out a window. (laughs) No, no, we didn't want him
1: to jump into the river. That great view was there. He would jump right into the river. But uh, yeah, we were going we to prank him and we were going to put it on YouTube. We had a camera we were going to put on it and everything and have it all forever and I've ruined the plan now and it's never going to happen. <laughs> it
0: it so. was funny because our, our, our boy Chachi that, that attended your first uh, one, he, he connected with him and he's like, he's like, okay, you distract the guard and I'll run off with it. You know, just kind of playing. <laughs> and So we go and, and go look at it and I had already been over there and checked it out before and, and um, uh, the, the, the father, I believe, was there and he's like, he's like I can take it out of, the, out of the case so you guys can take pictures and I look at it. I look at him and I'm just
2: like, I'm like, don't you dare! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I didn't even dare ask to touch it or anything like that. Yeah, what some it,
2: people don't know too is it works. Yeah. It, it right. works. It's not just a mock-up. Like they, we we donated a game to them actually because they didn't have a Famicom game that worked with it. Right, we have we a few donated Famicom a game games, to them. Right. And uh, they powered it up, and we were playing Street Fighter on it badly. Yeah, I was I was talking with them, and they said they're in <laughs> Street Fighter. That's awesome. Badly, uh, bad, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Glad um, I missed
1: that one. I'm no good at Street Fighter.
0: But uh, but as they were talking about, like they're they're looking to actually replace like the the laser in it and try to get it working and everything. Sure. So that was that was really cool.
1: Yeah, they're still. I, I'm friends with Dan and Terry on Facebook, and um, I follow them. And They were just in Oklahoma City doing an event, mm-hmm. so they want people to see it. And that's the nice thing about this. The hobby and the and part of what we do is uh, you were talking about the pinball culture earlier and how approachable people are you know if you were more into the video games you don't really know about what the pinball culture is it's very similar and the people are very open and you know when dan and terry said yeah here's the super nes prototype it's worth six figures here hold on to it and take a picture of it you know you know anything i've been to sports conventions where baseball cards have been under glass with an armed guard standing next <laughs> to them um they want people to enjoy it. They want you to play it, even if it's going to make you have a little bit of a mini heart attack. They want you to enjoy. That's what it's for.
2: And that's part of what we want to do with Replay FX, too, is right. bring stuff like that. Like, we don't own that, unfortunately. But, you know, bring things like that in so people can come in. And every year there's going to be different speakers, different seminars, and different attractions for people to do. So it's not like you go one year and you're like, well, I've seen everything there is to see. There's always going to be new stuff to see every year.
0: You uh, know, uh, not just that, uh, Looking for Group, I know, provided uh, board games for you guys this year, too, for that area.
2: Yes, our good friends at LFG, they did a fantastic job. They ran a couple uh, things. They made a Smash Brothers tournament, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a um, Smash
1: Brothers, and they also had some of their independent games that they were being played, and they had tournaments going on for there. And they had their own little booth at the front of the console lounge that was busy constantly. Nonstop, it was nonstop. constantly busy. And uh, John and his and his crew, uh, they did a phenomenal job, were and we're fantastic. really looking forward to the future with them. And the, the console lounge grew from last year. It was Sadly, it was almost an afterthought up on the third floor. And then we realized nobody was playing the game, so we moved them down to the, to the second floor where the ping-pong table was this year. And then this year it was in the lobby where it deserved to be in the first place. And they um, they did a tremendous job with it.
0: It's awesome. Uh, speaking about that pinball culture we talked about before we started recording here, um, it, it was really eye-opening for me to see kind of that pinball culture in person um, at Replay from seeing, like, the vendors that just had – parts like pinball parts like like true now i'm like these are just lights and these are just just you know bumpers and and and, and who knows what and and uh and then walking around the competition area and watching how serious this is um it, it, it was it was really interesting for that and, and of course that, that that's the big kind of cornerstone of what you guys are doing here
2: yeah like one of our, our major things is this you know we started running the world championships of pinball um we picked it up after it was uh defunct for a couple of years um, and that's been run here and then like i said we run pinberg now which is the giant event at uh, replay fx which has 700 players which we sell out in less than a day every spot is gone over a hundred thousand dollars in prizes we use 280 machines in the tournament 280 unique machines in the tournament um, but even on the competitive side of it it's you know there's the there's the you know because in pinberg you have 700 players and obviously they're not all top 50 players because there's 700 of them um but you get the full range you get the people who are super serious about it you know and then you get the people that are just there to have a good time and meet new people and just you know play a couple play a couple games of pinball and hopefully win some money so it's it's really a wide variety of people that even participate in the competition
1: well it's more than a couple games i think they probably play what about a hundred games 40 games yeah, you're guaranteed you're forty games, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's 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 a great thing to get people new into the hobby. And how many new? Probably what hundred new participants this year? Maybe more than that.
2: There was a lot. I don't I don't know. The yeah, exact the numbers, numbers. It's
1: it's great to see that though, because every year, if you're just getting the same people, you're in you're in and you're out. You're not growing what you want to do, and if you get a bunch of new people in there like that, that's tremendous.
2: Yeah, and that that tournament has grown. Um, that tournament only started six years ago. And we're already up to, you know, 700 participants and maybe looking to expand in the future. So
0: obviously replay and in, in the competitions are, are the big cornerstone. But I know we are talking, you guys are looking to kind of expand out. I know you contributed some machines to the Heinz History Center event recently and uh, and some other things like that. Can you just speak a little bit to that and how you're, you're kind of um, um, work, looking at different outlets uh, for, for reaching out with video games?
1: Yeah, again, it kind of goes back to um, it's a lost i don't know a lost hobby and um when the heinz history center um we were contacted by them was through a mutual friend through our pittsburgh pinball league brown mendelson who does a lot for his uh for where he lives in lawrenceville he's bringing he's part of revitalizing lawrenceville and he's also trying to champion pinball as well so he put him in contact with us because he comes down here and competes as well and um we were able to be part of their toys exhibit which they ran for three months um down there we uh donated 12 games and were able to put them at the end of their um, exhibit. And uh, I think they said that the number of people that went through there was about 40,000. And um, they were gracious enough to um, let us advertise. And we had our flyers down there. We had our logo there. uh, We had our placards on our games and things like that, of course. Um, We had our tokens down there because people were using them to play the games, kind of like an old school arcade at 25 cents a time. And then we did the pinball night. Uh, That was kind of born by setting that up. In which we had, uh, I think, 400 people down there for one evening, and we're actually working on doing one in January again. I actually was just contacted by uh, um, by the by the Heinz History Center again to do that, and we're probably going to do it again. Um, it might be a little bit bigger. Who knows? It just depends on what scale it is. Um, and then we were just contacted by the Pittsburgh Playhouse by way of the Heinz History Center. And they want to have four machines for their Tommy production. So for 10 days, we're going to give them machines. And they're going to be in their cafe, and they're going to be able to play them pretty much ad nauseum. And hopefully the 4,000 people that will go through there will remember what we do and come down and see what we put on at, the, at our event in, in April here or done at Replay in July. Um, we're, we're just trying to grow the hobby. That's the one thing. A lot of people don't realize we're here. Um, some of that's kind of on our shoulders, but we're trying to get out there and reach out to people to let them know that we're here and that um, you know this hobby is for anybody. It would be great. That's
0: awesome. Um, so you know, kind of tell people where can people find what's going on, uh, information on all the many events coming up, where they can contact you about doing some very interesting things or ideas if they have them?
1: Uh, they can contact us um, through our Facebook page, which is ReplayFX. Um, they can contact us through, uh, at uh, papa.org or replayfx.org. Those are our three main contact points. Um, You know, they can stop down at Carnegie. Most of us, you know, there's somebody down here most any day. If they have questions, they're more than welcome to stop down and say hey and um, gather information. Unfortunately, we're not open, um, you know, other than the four days that we're here during the course of the year. Um, But they can contact us through any of those mediums. That's how the Pittsburgh playoffs got in contact with us through our Facebook page. And uh, we'd be more than glad to try to help – with a party or um, uh, team building or a corporate event or you know a, a play or what have you, and team team building event around that gauntlet machine over there, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you are you You know, whenever your your coworker shoots the food instead of getting it, then you can just ridicule them the rest of the day. Gary,
0: stop shooting the food, <laughs> Gary. Seriously.
1: Yeah, because uh, shooting the food is a is a, you know one of my favorite things to do in gauntlet, just because they say you shot the food, and uh, it's just funny to me anyways
0: that's great that's awesome go check them out uh, uh video games are alive and well it's not the dingy arcades of days past it's uh bright and it's lit up and it's awesome <laughs> uh so check it out uh check out these guys events uh wherever you can and uh, or check out if
2: you're in our city there's sure to be, there's pinball leagues all over the place right we uh, actually have one of the largest pinball leagues in the world, Pittsburgh yep. Pinball League. PittsburghPinballLeague.org is our website. Um, last year we had over 170 people. This year we're trending. You we're know, at just come, right to, just
0: come to Pittsburgh, guys. Come, this, is, this is where it's at. They come got, to Pittsburgh. Join the league.
2: Yeah. We'll take care of you. You'll have Hell a yeah.
0: great time. Go, go. check it out. Get some permannies. You're good to go.
2: The <laughs> other thing, too, is that we
1: have our league finals here. Mm-hmm. So we're not open during the rest of the year. But if you get to come in and play our league, you pay 20 bucks to play. You have our league finals here, and we're giving away a pinball machine this year. Yeah. There you go. Or this season, should I say. So
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Go check them out. Uh, and, of course, check out all the interviews over at AwesomeCast.net. Subscribe. Thank you to my awesome guests and let me into their awesome facility. You guys have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media
1: Podcast Network. Find out more at Sorgatron Media.